segment drafts on drafts where kate where kate and i drank a beer and talked to you about sports you know i know we've been off air (laughs) on drafts on drafts for quite some time i haven't had a beer since obviously yeah okay no truer words have ever been spoken right there ladies and gentlemen (laughs) yeah i would skewer myself if that were the case um (laughs) What are you drinking today, Michelle? And then let's tell the people what Drafts on Drafts is all about. Uh, I am drinking a SunUp IPA from our friends in Brooklyn at Telia. I am also, as I'm like... Literally drinking it, literally. (laughs) Finishing my sip. I am also having a Talia SunUp IPA. Well, look at us. It's so good. It's like we we know each other and hang out. Yeah, it's like we like the same things, like same sports, same beer, same podcast, same, same everything, same everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, it all checks out. Um, I actually, I was at this brewery uh, last week for a trivia night, which was really fun. Oh, so how did I you got do? How did you beers. do? Uh, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, it okay. went super poorly. <laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> I was on a team of two, and I would say every other team. There were twenty-five teams. Uh, all of them were six people or more. Oh, okay. All right. You, you know, you had a handicap. And I actually, I said this to the quiz master. I said <laughs> I was really disappointed that there were not more sports questions because they were all about <laughs> movies. And like, oh. it's 2023, people. You can like a movie, but we're not in the days of yore. We should, oh my gosh, we should do, we should do a draft queen's draft on drafts trivia night <gasps> i think that's a, the best idea i've ever had <laughs> all right well one sip of beer later we are coming up with that's like, all it takes beautiful anthologies that's, of that's how, how to... and that is how this segment came to life that's ladies right. and gentlemen what do you think kate and i do in our daily lives why do you think we're friends well we like drinking beers and we like talking about sports we do it on the reg so we decided to put on the mics call it drafts on drafts I think it's cute and punny. Hopefully everybody else does. And here we are. We've probably done like, I don't know, 25 to 30 of these episodes. We took some time off during the football season so that we could focus on fantasy. But I'm actually really excited to be back on the air, uh, breaking down. Wait till you see what we have in store like this season. We've got all different kinds of random sports to talk about, all different sorts of, you know, funny moments, funny things tied to sports. Everything comes back to sports in one way, shape, or form, whether it's current, i.e. this week when we talk a little bit about the Masters. Might not be current, but it's it's just a little bit more of a deep dive into different sports topics while we drink a beer. And the last thing I will say before we start getting into it, and you introduce the full topic of this week, is... We know you guys don't want to hear us talk for that long, so the show goes on as long as we drink a beer. When we're almost finished with the be- or when we finish the beers, we call a two-minute warning, and we got to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. We'll do as much as we can between this... Between the tall Talia boys. sunup <laughs> and the end of this episode. Okay. Okay. So if you're listening right now, now would be a great time to pause the episode, go get your beer, <laughs> open it, or whatever, whatever. If you don't like beer, that's fine. Get whatever you want, anything. Your beverage of choice, open it up. Because today, 
our topic is golf 201. So this is this is a plus up to last year's episode of Drafts on Drafts where we talked about golf 101, like the very basics. If you know absolutely nothing about golf, that's okay. We'll explain it on today's episode, but we do have a 101 episode you can go back and listen to. But stay with us. Okay. So from the very basis, we are going to also be talking about not just Golf 201, uh, a step up, but also the Masters. And I, if you don't know what the Masters is, it's okay. We're here for you. Um, but from the very top level, the Masters tournament is one of four major championships in pro golf and specifically to the PGA. If you don't know the beef between the PGA and Live Golf, there's a podcast for you, and it's called DraftKings. Uh, we'll talk more about that. <laughs> but the Masters, it's this weekend, Michelle. It's Thursday, April 6th through Sunday, April 9th. And if you agree, I would say it's like the most decorated weekend in golf, full stop, yeah. across the board, no questions asked. Yeah, I mean, 100%. This is the one, as they as they say. Uh, you, you not only... Uh, have the ability to win a $15 million purse if you win the tournament. You also get the highly coveted green jacket. Uh, Do I think they are ugly? Yes, I do. I'm saying it on the air. But it is the most coveted jacket and sporting attire that there is. It's the equivalent to a Super Bowl ring, basically, right? That's exactly right. Some diamonds. And I I do want to, before I launch into like a – a dissertation about the masters, <laughs> which it's interesting. I promise it's a good lesson to hear on, but why do we care about golf? I just want to like tell people why you and I give a shit about golf, because I know it's like a very, uh, it's a contentious sport because people think it's boring and slow and stupid. Other people swear by it. It's the hardest sport they've ever played. It's so much fun. Why do we care about, why do we talk about golf on the show? I think, I mean, we talk about golf on this show because we actually like playing it. I just got into playing the sport of golf probably a year and a half, maybe two years ago. I never watched golf. I wasn't really, I mean, I was loosely familiar with some of the big names, some of the big tournaments, loosely aware of how the game worked, but I really never like watched it, followed it. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of playing it. I used to just kind of go to the driving range and or go play like, you know, put little putt-putt mini golf. And then I had this like awakening two years ago. Actually, no, it was last April. A year ago, I had this awakening. I was in Palm Springs um, at Coachella because my other love is music outside of sports. And we decided to go to the driving range nearby just for fu- get out in the sun, hit some balls. It's fun. And like something in that moment just like grasped me. And I was like, why don't I? I should try this more often. Like I should try to like actually be good at this. And lo and behold, I came home. Luckily, my husband enjoys playing golf. I have friends like you that enjoy playing golf. I started getting out on the golf course, figuring out, you know, how to piece it all together. It was very ugly in the beginning. There's still very ugly parts of it. But I just started to just enjoy the challenge, the the sport, you know, of it, like being an athlete. And honestly, I it's really nice to, like, just be outside on these beautiful courses for a few hours, you know, every weekend. So... That's why we talk about golf so much. I think we probably play it more than we even watch it, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I think that's exactly right. And we both got into the sport for the same reason. So for those of you who are dubious about even clicking on this episode and listening to it, 
golf, once you play it, you kind of understand the magic more and more True. of why it's so interesting to watch. And the reason that the Masters, like, as a quick roundup of what the Masters is before we get into actual golf etiquette, is it is the most prestigious golf tournament in the world, arguably. Mm -hmm. It's also one of the four major championships in professional golf. Mm -hmm. um, and it's always scheduled for the first full week of April. So, like I said, it's going to be happening this weekend. The reason that the place it's held is so revered is because it's at a place called Augusta National, mm -hmm. uh, which is in Augusta, Georgia. And if you haven't seen it, of course it's idyllic. It's like top of the line, but it is most known not just for being beautiful, but also it's super challenging. So uh, narrow fairways. If you've ever hit out of a tee box, you know how hard it is to even hit a fairway. Uh, but beyond that, there's crazy bunkers and really, really fast greens. Hard to read, hard to do. So can I tell you a fun fact before you continue about the Masters? Please. Uh, during our time off, I did, in fact, go golfing multiple times in sunny, warm places, not New York. One of those places was in Houston, and Houston has this really cool golf course called Tour 18. All 18 of the holes are, like, mimicked versions of some of the most famous holes, like, in golf. So I actually played three holes that they have at Augusta in Houston, where they've, where they've sort of replicated some of these iconic, um, these iconic holes from other courses. How cool is that? That is really cool. I played That's Augusta like, National. Imitation is like yeah. the, is the best form of flattery or whatever Exactly, they yeah. They literally have 18 holes like, you know, other 18-hole courses, but they're all taken from the big, big ones. So Pinehurst, uh, Augusta, et cetera. And, and Augusta had three holes on there. So, you know, technically I played one Ninth, one third, I'm not good at math, we know this, of, of the master's holes. <laughs> we don't play golf for math, we play it for the sport. So we don't, here we don't do this podcast for math, clearly. But anyway, no, but that is I really had to cool. interject that fun, that fun fact here. Okay, so here's two more fun facts until we talk about uh, golf itself, why it's so important at this very moment. Um, two other things you should know about Augusta and the master's. First is, obviously we talked about Green Jacket, but across the board, the reason people like the Masters is like the sense of tradition in some ways. My favorite tradition above the Green Jacket is definitely that they get to pick their own food mm. from the previous year's winner. Okay, so this year, for example, there's like a whole dinner where all the people with green jackets, they come. The green jackets, which live in Augusta National, by the way, they never leave. You have a locker there for life, and they never leave the locker. You Crazy. can't bring it home. You can't bring it home. You can't do anything with it, from what I know. I hope I'm not speaking out of turn. Anyway, you're, you got your green jacket there. You wear it for this dinner to kick off the Masters weekend. This year, it's going to be Scotty Scheffler. If you Google former Masters tournament dinners, Michelle... You can have any food, any number of courses, any booze, any accoutrements that you can think so of. So they ca they figure out the whole thing. It's like they basically ca they they cater it based on their preference because they were the winner from the previous year. That's exactly right. The huh. winner from the That's previous rad. year chooses the menu. They curate it. 
the masters brings it in and that is what they have Sick. it's amazing that's awesome so it's a really fun rabbit hole if you're interested in the masters this year is scotty scheffler who is actually born in my hometown shout out ridgewood new jersey um but he grew up and was trained in Texas. So he's having like Texas barbecue and doing the whole like, you know, that whole thing. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. And then the last thing you need to know, I think, is that just across the board, to your point, there are like a million historic moments that have happened as part of this tournament. So if you have heard names like Jack Nicholas and Arnold Palmer and Tiger Woods, it's because like they had some of the most dominant performances of their careers, and thus you know their names today because their victories on this course specifically and during the Masters has like made them icons in the golf community. So this is this is the cream of the crop. This is the upper echelon of golf, and it's happening this weekend. There you go. And it was established in 1934 by a golf mm. amateur similar to me and you, and an investment banker. So maybe we just need to find an investment banker and, and we can start uh, oh, our yeah. own version. <laughs> Not... This is an open casting call yeah. <laughs> for anyone available. No, I think this is, that, okay, I love, the, I love the food part of it. I love the jacket part of it. I love that it's, like, of course, so much of what these guys are competing for are, is pride and, and the purse, and this one comes with a pretty hefty one. But like you said, it's steeped in tradition. There's these really cool other, you know, little nuances and little things about the tournament, about being a winner about being in that very select group of people like that makes it just more interesting than the other tournaments that they play in all yeah. year yeah and it's only 72 holes 72 players that's what it is and that's all she wrote folks it's a really really cool tournament to watch but again just take our word for it golf is hard and appreciate each and every one of those shots and focus it's just it's a lot you do appreciate it you do appreciate a lot more when you go out on the course i get it i i I will definitely be tuning in to the masters golf still for me is more of like i need to be playing it and if it's on my tv it's like it's on in the background and i check in on it i can't like sit there for that long it now it makes me want to go play i don't want to watch someone else i want to go do it (laughs) Mm. okay so here is the second part of this episode that i feel like if you're not a golf player that's okay but I do want to talk a little bit about golf etiquette, golf 201. Yeah. If you want to get out on the course, if you want to follow this episode after the Masters yeah. and say, you know what, Kate and Michelle, you know what, Draft Queens, I want to play. We have some pretty preliminary tips and tricks so you can get out on the course. Yeah, for sure. And like Kate said, uh, last season we did a Golf Etiquette 101. We broke down a lot of the uh, terms that you need to know, a lot of the rules, scoring, etc. So we're going to level it up and uh, give you some uh, tips and trades uh, once you actually get out on the course. Okay. So here is what – there's just some, like, universal best practices, right? Like, if you've never touched a club before, here's what you got to know. At least for the Masters, but in general, uh, players play holes in groups. And usually your group is no more than four people. For the Masters, they play in pairs. That's one thing to know. Yep. For us, for the layperson, you play in groups of four, and usually you ride in or walk. Uh, You can ride in a cart with two people. Yep. Um, The lowest score on the previous hole is the person who tees off first interesting do you always play that rule 
I don't, but I'm also not in the PGA Tour. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. We usually pick we usually pick an order at the beginning and stick to it. <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. And usually I would say, like, for the people who play from the ladies' tees, I usually go last because yeah. you have to pull the card pull up. The card so up. it yeah. just depends. Yeah, yeah. But if you're a professional golfer, the lowest score from the previous hole tees off first. And also, the player furthest from the hole, once you've teed off, uh, goes first in hitting the ball. Yeah. On their, um, on so their if you're further away. On their, mm-hmm. on their shots post teeing off. Exactly. Yeah. On your approach. And this includes not just off the fairway, not just in your approach to the green, but also as you're putting on the green. If you're the furthest away, you're up. So get ready and go. Um, I think aside from that, some other things to call out is, uh, when you're on the green, when you've made it there, which you will, uh, (laughs) marking your ball is very important. If you don't know what marking your ball is, go to golf 101 episode. Uh, but mark your ball, uh, on the green and don't, as you're doing that, as you're doing the action of going to put a marker down. Walking across someone's line of their ball to the pin is like sacrilege. It is. Like, it is. And legitimately. It, I really screwed that up in the beginning because it's like you're not <gasps> thinking about, you're not thinking. You're like, let me get my ball. Let me get out of the way. Let me, like, you, you know what I'm saying? And then, and, and then, oh, yeah. Don't walk in the line like where that person is going to hit their ball to put it into the hole. Do not walk it. Don't do it. Just don't do it. Take the long way. Don't walk, don't walk in their line. And also know that not only like physically should you not walk across their path, but do not walk with your shadow. Your shadow's following you everywhere. And if your shadow crosses over someone as they're putting, you're, you're dead to them. You're dead, I think you're dead to them. It's true. It's you're true. Dead to them. There, there's definitely like, look, people have fun on the golf course. You drink while you're driving around. You, you know, there's, there's banter and nonsense, but what's, once everybody in your group is on the green, that's the real respect has to pay in there. Don't talk. You know, you know the saying when people are always like, don't, don't talk in my back shot or my backswing. It my comes back from swing, golf. Yeah. It comes from golf. Do not talk while I'm putting or I will chase you with my putter. Yeah. And I feel like those are <laughs> the things that, again, universally, you just need to know. Yep. If, if you walk away from this episode with anything and as you're watching the Masters, those are the things you have to know. Now, there are a couple things that we also had talked about that have to do with the pace of play, not yep. just the straight up etiquette of what you're doing shot by shot, but also how to keep pace going. Because the other thing that I don't feel like translates during the Masters, but is really important to note, is that each pair is teeing off at a specific tee time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and is keeping pace with each other, yep. keeping pace with the rest of the groups and making sure you're not holding anyone up. Yeah. It's like so faux pas. So I think that's a really important, this pace of play thing is really important to talk about because I think, especially as a golf player, these are things that are diff- This to me is very different than playing any other sport. Like a tee time is very specific and very strict. Like you need to be there to tee off at that time. The course, yeah. the course will have full tee sheets and have people, you know, teeing off at all different times. They have them spaced out in a very specific manner to make sure that while you're not like, 
rushed through the course, but you're kind of rushed through the course. Like everybody's got to get through 18 holes. People play, you know, at different experience levels, different pace of play. I think that's a little bit different than what like people are used to in, in some sort of like athletic endeavor. You got to get out there and there's going to be people in front of you. There's going to be people behind you. And while golf is, you really got to focus in and pay attention. You do also have to remember you're not the only people on the course and you can't just take 12 hours to play. I so agree. Um, I think we should call out some of our biggest tips around not just etiquette, but also, yeah, this pace of play moment. And I think the, if I have heard one really great piece of advice, it's called ready golf. Mm. And that is if you're not a professional, if you're not like furthest from the ball and you're not playing that way, a lot of times you're on a course where it's just called ready golf. And if you are ready to hit the ball and you've looked around you and the people who are in your group are either waiting or what have you, you play the ball. Yeah. It's called ready golf. Be ready at all points without question. Visualize your shot and then hit it. Yeah. Hit it if nobody's playing. Yeah. There's definitely times where, as Kate, as Kate mentioned, you know, by rule, the person that's furthest away from the hole goes first depending on how things are going, maybe, you know, maybe it's just easier for you to get up there and go like to keep the pace Mm -hmm. of play going, be aware of your surroundings, pay attention to that. I think another thing for me that I'm always trying to pay attention to, and it's hard because sometimes you're like chit-chatting and you want to like hang out while you're golfing, but like be prepared, make sure you have a ball, a tee, your glove, your, your, um, your marker, your club for wherever you are, like make sure you have all your things together, ready to go. Because like, once the person in front of you goes, nobody wants to wait for you now for 20 minutes to get your shit together. Like yeah. have your ball ready, know where you're hitting from, know which club you want to, you know, be using. Um, and actually it, in addition to that, like as you do get closer to the green, what a lot of people will do, um, to keep the pace of play is grab whatever iron or, you know, maybe your pitching wedge that you're going to hit and also take your putter so that you hit your little pitch, you go right up, you already have your putter. You're not going back and forth to the, the, I used to screw up the back and forth to the cart like no other because I just, I would waste so much time being like, I don't, yeah. I don't know which club. So be prepared. The more you're out there, the more you learn from it, like have your shit ready for whatever, because you know, you got to keep things moving. And in that same vein, like be prepared, but also be and stay efficient. Mm. Like there are a couple ways that you can be way more efficient when you're golfing. First is, as you're setting up for a shot, you're taking your pre-shot routine, make sure that you're not spending too much time in trying to perfect that. Yeah. Practice swings, keep them to two maximum. Don't go crazy. It adds a lot of time actually doing your swing in general. Uh, Making sure that you're not hanging out between the turn, which is between nine and 10. So halfway through the golf course. If you're running slow, let the people behind you play through. Uh, but in general, just limiting your time at the turn, really important. And, and across the board, to that point, just keep up. Keep up with the people in front of you. Make sure you're watching the people behind you. And just pick up the pace. Jog a little bit. You know, do fewer practice swings. But in general, golf is a game of timing. It's a game of efficiency. 
and balance and making sure that you're in simpatico with the people who are around you on the course. So. Indeed. I'm going to call our two-minute warning while we finish going through our p- <gasps> pace of play here. Did you finish your beer? Sure did. Come on, lady. Let's do it. Giddy on up. Come on, lady. I know you're so excited. You've been talking about the master. So I'm going to give you your two, the two minute warning. I'm finished. Um, speaking of the cart and, and, you know, playing around, like be smart, see where your partner is, figure out where the best place is to park the cart. I have played with people that like park it on one side. The two of them are hitting from another place. Now you got to walk 10 minutes back to your cart. My husband used to hate me in the beginning because I couldn't figure that part out, <laughs> but you get there, you figure it out. Um, you know where to put the cart, you know how to follow along with folks. Uh, make sure you're paying attention to like if and where the carts can and cannot be on the the uh, the greens themselves or the fairway. That is something to pay attention to. Um, and yeah, as Kate said, like you'll know if someone's right behind you, pay attention. If someone's right in front of you, you know when to go. You you figure out how to keep enough distance. So um, oh, it's hard though. It's very frustrating. It's very, that's it is that's my most frustrating part playing golf is is. How close are you to other folks and making sure that uh, everyone's got their space to play? Yeah. I would say in our last minute or so, since I know you called me on the two-minute warning, which (laughs) thank you, needed that. More importantly than all, like disregarding all etiquette and pace of play, I think the most important thing in playing golf and having covered this on the show for multiple years now and played for multiple years now, I think the one thing that I have learned is just have fucking fun with it have fun get out there and do it yeah you know what i mean like there's all these rules there's all this etiquette but focus on you no one is focused on you everyone's too focused on themselves because this is a focused sport totally nobody cares what you're doing so have fun with it practice up play a lot and honestly if you have a good golf day it's probably one of the better days of your sporting career yep it's, so enjoy it. It's so true. Enjoy it. Have your own little routine. Focus on you. Do what makes you happy. And then when you're not when you're not focused on yourself and hitting your own shot, be mindful. Pay attention to everything else that's going along. Take a little sip of a high noon when you're driving, you know, to the next hole. Just chill mm-hmm. out a little bit. And then, like, get right back on your shit and have a blast. It's It really is fun. I never in a million years thought that the words golf is fun would come out of my mouth. I mean, me neither. Almost every other ball that I hit, I want to break my club, but then you know what? I'm like, eh, okay, let's, let's just keep having fun. It's fine. Somehow. And yet somehow it remains fun and challenging and, and great to watch at the same time. Once you value the sport, it's going to make the masters way more fun to watch this weekend. Well, now we know about the masters. We know where they're happening. We know they've been happening since the thirties. We know how prestigious they are. We know some more golf etiquette and we know how to keep up our pace of play. So I think this was a very good drafts on drafts all about golf. And Oh my God, I'm like itching. I just like, can't wait to go and play more and talk more about it. Okay. Well, don't forget to follow us wherever you follow, not just podcasts, but like on you know, Instagram the or internet. wherever the cool kids are. Yeah, on, on the, the interwebs. <laughs> on the interwebs, as they say. Uh, follow us on Instagram if you're curious about our golf adventures. Michelle and I are we out did there post pictures. all the time. We've already posted yes. pictures of our vacation golf, and I'm sure there will be much more to come from there. Who knows? Kate, maybe we'll even post some of these etiquettes and, and best practices on there so folks can follow along when they're not listening to the podcast. Done. Done and done. Find us at the Draft Queens on Instagram or at the underscore Draft Queens on Twitter. 
And in the meantime, what do we have coming up, Michelle? We've got drafts on drafts every other Wednesday until infinity. So <laughs> listen every Wednesday, wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, anywhere, we're there. Uh, so follow us wherever you listen to your shows. We'll be back in your feed, though, on Monday morning, every Monday, forever. We really do this every single week, forever. Forever. Um, we do a segment called The Huddle on Monday morning. So don't forget to tune in if you want to start off your week at 8 a.m. Eastern with the freshest headlines uh, from the last con- calendar week across all of sports. So, God, it feels good to be back in any Ooh. sort of a sports season. This is a good day, Michelle. It's a good day. We are back. Brush up on some golf, dust those clubs off, watch the Masters, and uh, we'll be back in your earballs on Monday for the Huddle. Yeah. Have a good weekend. Bye, everybody.